Well, hello there. It is great to see you and welcome to the inaugural episode of the Retirement Playbook with Brian Spicer. I am your host and moderator, Ryan Ruff, and in just a few moments, I'll be bringing really the star of our show in Mr. Brian Spicer, the founder and CEO of Spicer Wealth Management, onto the show. Because, hey, each episode, we've got Brian to sit down with us, and we're going to really be unpacking the same types of conversations, solutions, and strategies that Brian is implementing with his clients over at Spicer Wealth on a regular basis and we're just bringing in those same conversations over here to you guys on this show. So before we bring Brian aboard, I want to set the, you know, kind of set the scene for you guys, our audience, as, as to what you can expect really on this show. Well, each episode, Brian and I are going to be unpacking a different wealth management related topic. As you just heard the title of our show, The Retirement Playbook. Brian works very closely with his clients to develop unique retirement solutions catered to their specific needs. We're going to be diving into different wealth management strategies that can certainly help develop that perfect retirement plan for you. So that being said, let's go ahead and bring Brian on and get this thing rocking and rolling. Brian, it's great to see you. How are you doing this morning? Thanks, Brian. It's good to be here. Yeah, no, we've been, you know, going through the planning process to get this show off the ground. Excited to be here with you recording our inaugural episode today. Um, Brian, before we get rocking and rolling into the topic that we have lined up for our audience today, I think it'd be helpful if you just gave us that high level view uh, as to, you know, who you are and what it is that you do over at Spicer Wealth. Well, thanks, Ryan. Uh, you know, I, I started my career back in the mid 70s as an independent insurance agent and did auto, home, life, health group, employee benefits, business insurance. And, and people are saying, hey, you're doing everything else for me. Why aren't you doing my investing? And that kind of fell into that, that that's how I kind of fell into this uh, side of it. Uh, and I, I remember there was a, an event that I had, uh, that I stopped by my dad's house one day and I, he had a piece of paper on his desk. And I said, well, dad, what's that? And he said, that's my, my pension options. And I said, well, I'm just curious what option you're going to select. He said, I'm going to select the life only option. And I, you know, I really didn't know much about the business at the time and the degree of, of what that decision really meant, but I got to live through that because uh, unfortunately my dad retired at 62 and then at age 64, he died. And so he got $480 worth of additional money, you know, not, but he, what he didn't do was how is that gonna affect my wife, you know, and her continuing her lifestyle. Uh, and, you know, my wife and I made the decision at the time that we bought my mom a car and we paid for her rent for the next 10 years uh, during the rest of her life. And uh, she, I mean, she gave up her social security and just had his social security and that was all she had to live on. So I got to see firsthand the effects of people making these one-time decisions. You know, when do I start social security? What selection do I take on my pension? And all these things. That, that come into play and, and without proper counsel, the effect that has on, on the people that they, and so that, that kind of motivates me to do what I do. And at Spice of Wealth, we're a holistic financial planning wealth advisory practice. And what that means in English is if it touches finance, we deal with it. So we start off with like basics of income planning, you know, making sure that the lifestyle that you wanna have during your retirement years is coming from a guaranteed source of income that it's not subject to market risk. You know, we remember the Carter years back, you know, when 15% interest was around and you just don't have that anymore. You can't live on that. So we want to make sure that that's guaranteed and assured. We want to make sure that you're not paying your more in taxes than you need to. We do a lot of tax reduction strategies with our clients to make sure they pay the least amount of tax possible. 
and, and, and legally, because I think we're all very blessed to be in the United States here and, and uh, we, we've got to pay for those privileges, but uh, I don't want to pay more than my fair share. And, and we're adamant about that. And then we look at a lot of distribution plans and it's interesting how people, they set up a plan, but they never go back and look at it again and things change. And, you know, so we, we're all over the spectrum. If it touches finance, we deal with it. We get a lot of calls. Hey, I'm thinking about this, Brian, what do you think? And so that, but it makes it fun because I'm never doing the same thing twice in one day. <laughs> so. Sure, sure. Oh, Brian, no, that's great. I appreciate you kind of peeling back the curtain, letting our audience know what it is that you do. And it sounds like you're a man of many hats over at Spicer Wealth. Um, but hey, Brian, we've got a particular topic that I know we wanted sure. to dive in here on, on episode one. And I kind of want to frame it up for our audience this way because it helps to kind of sink into it a little bit. So think about this, right? Affluent families and individuals, you know, they want to be making smart decisions about their wealth of course well it's you know it's a very important thing when you're acknowledging who you're working with as a financial professional you want to make sure that you're working with the top financial professional somebody who possesses a high level of financial acumen but in today's day and age it's just not enough there's another piece to that puzzle a key ingredient a hidden element that you know is uh it's often too over you know really overlooked and today we're diving into what that key ingredient is that can take a good wealth manager and make them a great one so brian my, my first question to you today to kind of get into this and unpack this is could you just explain for us why individuals and families with significant assets these days need to be demanding more from the financial professional that they choose to work with well, you know, the affluent in the marketplace, they really have a lot of complex needs and wants that they're trying to accomplish. And there's a lot of financial advisors in the marketplace that really will fill that bill where they've got the credentials, they've got the expertise, and they focus in on product, okay? They'll create the solution. But one of the things that I find consistently with clients is that they're not getting all that they could get from that that relationship because that advisor is not providing that key component, that, that human element side of it. Okay. And that, and I find that they're just, you know, they're not as successful as they could be because of that. Got it. So you had mentioned there that human element, that really being the core of our conversation today, that yes. is this, this missing link. So Brian, when you say human element here, what are, what are we talking about here? Take me through what that entails. Well, the, you know, the, the human element is getting to know your client more about what that, what they're trying to accomplish, not only, not only what they're trying to accomplish from a number standpoint, but also what motivates them to make their financial decisions. Who are the people that are really important for them? What are the causes they believe in that they want to, to want to, uh, su su you know, uh, support? And, and those are all key things that, help that bring that human element side of it into it, uh, into the equation. And you want to make sure that whatever plan is created for that client, that it incorporates and actually shows them a way that they can actually do and provide the things that they're trying to provide for them. Yeah. Yeah. And to build on that, I'd like to get into the why here, in your opinion, Brian, why is it that you believe that having that human element uh, within wealth management as a whole is so important? I mean, think about it. We hear human element coming into different industries and, you know, phases of life, but why, why do you believe it really has a place and should have a place in wealth management? Well, I'll give you an example, Ryan. We, you know, we've got a client that, uh, 
he, he's third generation. He's got a 200-year-old family business. And that was a very key component that he wanted to keep that legacy going. He wanted to keep it family run, okay? He's got four children. His distribution plan was this. I'm going to divide everything fairly, right? Which means equal distribution. Well, his one son, all, all four children had, had the right to be in the business, but three, uh, three of the four didn't. Two of them, the, the client basically said, were either do nothing or worthless. The one, she didn't want to do anything with the business. She became a, a surgical nurse and was very successful in her own right. But the one son took the reins and, and for the last 10 years has been running this business as the president and been doing very well. Well, you look at this distribution plan, all of a sudden, the key component of what he wants to accomplish isn't going to happen because now the president who's been running this thing very successfully for the last 10 years, all of a sudden he's got three parties that he's got to answer to and two of them are worthless and don't have any business attributes to them. And so the business is not going to be successful and be able to accomplish that. So what we did is we restructured the assets to be able to accomplish that the president was able to, in his part of the inheritance, make sure that he could maintain the business. And the other three were compensated with other assets to be able to make sure that the fairness doctrine was still in place, but yet everybody got an equal disparity, but yet the business stayed viable. And, and that was one key component that was not in the plan that was there. Yeah, yeah. I No, I love that example. You're kind of painting that picture of the human element for us because without knowing the interpersonal, you know, attributes, as you mentioned, of each of the different heirs, uh, you know, you can get a little bit of a, you know, a sticky situation when it comes to, you know, the, the livelihood of this business that, you know, has been flourishing for many years. So uh, that's a great example there. And Brian, you know, we're going to be talking more on this show about this idea called a stress test. And for anybody mm -hmm. that's familiar with it, great. If not, you know, we'll, we'll get into that, of course, uh, in a future episode and even a little bit today. But let's talk about this idea of a stress test here for a second, Brian. Could you talk about where the human element role might be creeping up within a stress test? Maybe even just a quick impromptu, hey, here's what a stress test is for our audience. Well, you know, a lot of times a stress test is just getting into understanding First of all, what the client really wants to accomplish, what their values, what their goals are, the people that are important to them, and making sure that the plan that is before them actually incorporates all of those key elements. That's really the core of a stress test. But we find that a lot of advisors just focus on the numbers. You know, they, they well, we want to do an equal distribution and boom, there we go. Well, that's fine, but let's get into the weeds a little bit more and find out how these assets are going to be affected and how the people are going to be affected by the receipt of those assets. That's, a, that's an example. Mm -hmm. I hear you loud and clear, Brian. Well, let me ask you this then when it comes, do you ever find that when you're doing a stress test on, on a, some, you know, a given portfolio, maybe it's a current existing client of yours. Maybe it's even a, a prospect of yours. Do you mm -hmm. ever find where a stress test actually reveals no issues and their financial plan is looking, you know, ship shape? Actually, Ryan, that actually is the common outcome we find that when we actually take into consideration the human element along with this with the stress testing that we we do it's comforting for that client to know that everything that they're trying to accomplish is assured and guaranteed that it's going to happen the way they want it to unfold 
with the, the, the tools that they've got in play. And it, it's, it gives them that peace of mind knowing that, hey, I'm, I'm okay. I, I don't need to do any changes there. That's actually the most common outcome that we find. Yeah. Yeah. The peace of mind is really what you're seeking when you seek yes. out the, you know, getting a stress test. It's a great thing to have when the time comes, but I'm sure obviously if, you know, problems or, or flaws in the plan arise uh, that, you know, you're able to address and take steps to, to mitigate yes. those, those issues. So Brian, I can obviously see how the human element is playing a role within that stress testing process and really an overall wealth plan for anybody. Cause Hey, look, they're your goals, your aspirations for the future should be at the forefront of everything. But let's let's flip this for a second, Brian. Let's think about it from the client's perspective. How do you, if as you're, you know, if you're a client, how do you assess whether or not a specific wealth manager that maybe you're thinking about working with really factors in the human element or not? You know, what would tell you that the the person in front of you is incorporating the human element? One I would say an easy way is the type of questions they ask. You know, if they if they just focus on the numbers, you know, what's your tax bracket, what's your earnings, what's your net worth, what all those kind of basic things that everybody, every financial advisors will ask, you know, that's fine. But do they get into the weeds of saying, well, let's talk about the people that are important to you. Let's talk about your value system. Let's talk about your desires. And let's talk about how, you know, the human element side of it as to what you want for the for your money and what legacy do you want to be be known for. Those are, the, those are the human element con concepts that really need to be incorporated to make sure that the, the, the plan that is being un, un divided or designed for you is actually going to work for you. Mm -hmm. And Brian, a little game of hypotheticals here for you. Let's say, you know, you're an investor rather than okay. the advisor that you are. Sure. <laughs> what would you want to see? Hey, if you're going into that meeting and you're talking with a financial advisor or wealth manager uh, that you're considering working with, what would you, Brian Spicer, want to see them, you know, kind of practicing? I would be listening to the types of questions that they ask. I want to, I want to get a good feel that this person's trying to get to know me get to know what drives me, gets to know who's important to me, gets to know what are the things, that, what are the act, activities that I'm involved in and what are the events that I wanna, wanna you know, support and those kind of things. That's the kind of person that I, I would feel more comfortable with versus just somebody that says, hey, you know, check the box and you know, what kind of investments do you have and that kind of stuff. Yeah, so it sounds to me like that discovery process, if you will, that initial meeting is a is a very crucial point, you know, when you're working with a with maybe a prospect or a given client at the moment. So Brian, that discovery process, then what does your discovery process look like? What does a good discovery process truly involve, especially when we're talking about the human element perspective here? Well, you know, you gotta get into what are their value systems. You know, you, you would look at it from values. We look at it from relationships. We look at it from, you know, the, I mean, the, the number side of it, the, the, the tools that you have and that kind of stuff, that's small. You know, we look at your interests and hobbies. We look at how that, how you want to interact with your advisor. You know, how often do you want to be communicated with? And those kind of, those are all important parts of a, a good discovery process that needs to be unfolded in front of the client so that you've got an understanding of, what are your expectations of me and what are my expectations of you and, and make sure that the relationship set out properly right from the beginning. Yeah, Brian, you know, it sounds to me, it's like a systematic 
bit of, of questions that really should be, you know, you should roll through to get to know, you know, a client yes. on that, that really granular level. Um, well, look, Brian, a lot of good stuff here in today's conversation around this idea of the human element, and obviously it's important place within wealth management. Um, you know, as we're bringing our conversation to a head, is there any, any final thoughts, any other, you know, aspects of, of this human element and within wealth management that you want to leave our audience with today? Well, I would say this, you know, it's nice to be able to, to have the person ask the right questions per se, but you also want to make sure that when the plan is being delivered, that those elements, they actually listened to your, your answers and they incorporated that into your plan versus just, you know, it's like walking the walk and talking the talk type thing. You know, you want to make sure that, that truly they've listened and they get you and they help design a plan that's going to help you get to the goals that you're trying to get to. Roger that, Brian. And, and Brian, for our audience, if anybody's out there, you know, watching this conversation, listening on a podcasting platform, and, and they're liking the sound of this idea of an advisor that incorporates a wealth, you know, a, or excuse me, a, a human element approach within their wealth management process, uh, and maybe they're interested in reaching out to you and your team to open up a dialogue and talk about their specific situation, and maybe there's even a fit there. Uh, what would be the best way that somebody could reach out to you guys and, and start that conversation? Well, one of the easiest ways is to go to the website, which is www.spicerwealth.com. And, and we, I know you've got that on the screen there, but, but also they can also reach out to us by just giving our office a call at 937-426-3836. Fantastic. Well, look, Brian, hey, you've got, uh, you're a busy guy. You've got a company to run. We will let <laughs> you get back to it, but I appreciate you carving some time out of your day to be with us here on the inaugural episode and uh, looking forward to jumping on board with you for the next one. Thank you, Brian. Appreciate it. All righty. And hey, look, we want to take one final moment, as always, and thank you guys, our audience, for jumping aboard and being with us here on the inaugural episode of the Retirement Playbook. As I mentioned at the top of the show, you know, we have a lot of great conversations, a lot of financial wealth management discussions planned for you guys in future episodes. So if you liked today's episode, you enjoyed any bit of it, you know, took anything away from it, do us a favor, hit that like button. Go ahead and leave a comment on the show. Subscribe to it, of course, on whichever platform that you're checking us out on and then of course share this information with friends family business owners anybody that you think would benefit from these types of discussions and these episodes on this show as i just mentioned you know brian and i we have some great you know discussions lined up for future episodes and we would hate to have you guys miss out on any of that potentially beneficial information so for brian spicer i'm ryan ruff we're going to go ahead and say so long but we appreciate you being with us here on the inaugural episode of the retirement playbook <laughs>